Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Olivier Maris. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer, and I'm going to start off this morning with a roundup of the latest market news. Let's start off in the US then, where all major equity indices ended up firmly in the green on Friday. The S&P 500 closed up 1.36%, with all 11 sectors posting a positive return. The strong performance follows US data released on Friday that showed strong hiring and wage increases, along with higher unemployment. Now, this does offer a mixed picture for Federal Reserve officials debating on how long to extend their campaign to curb elevated inflation. In fact, US financial markets went on a bit of a roller coaster ride last week, following the decision by the US Fed to raise its policy rate by 0.75%, its fourth consecutive increase of this magnitude. Now, in Europe, the moves in equity markets were even stronger than in the US. Of the major indices, the CAC 40 fared the best, soaring 2.77%. The Eurostock 50 gained 2.65% on Friday. In fixed income, US 2-year yields are up 2 basis points to 4.68%, while 10-year yields are down 1 basis point to 4.15% this morning. In Friday's US trading session, US treasuries were mixed, with 2-year yields dropping 6 basis points, while 10-year yields ended up 1 basis point. Now looking at commodities, gold is down this morning after soaring over 3% on Friday. Oil is also falling this morning after China signaled no relaxation of its COVID-0 stance over the weekend, setting back the outlook for demand in the world's biggest importer. Chinese officials vowed on Saturday to remain unswervingly strict in Beijing's approach to stamping out the coronavirus. This comes as speculation soared on an easing of virus curbs, whilst cases in the region hit a six-month high. Equities in Hong Kong advance, however, quickly reversing initial declines as investors are looking beyond risks over virus policy this morning to pile into Chinese tech and property shares. Benchmark gorges in Japan, South Korea and Australia are also up this morning when I looked a few moments ago. Now, it is a different picture in currency markets, where the greenback strengthened against all of its group of 10 counterparts. The Australian and New Zealand dollars saw the largest drops given their sensitivity to the outlook for Chinese economic growth. The offshore one is also weaker today. Now, when I looked at equity futures a few minutes ago, both futures in Europe and the US are down slightly this morning. This comes as confidence was also damped by Apple projecting lower shipments of its newest iPhones than previously expected. Apple now expects to make at least 3 million fewer iPhone 14 handsets than originally anticipated this year. And the Wall Street Journal reported Meta Platforms is planning to begin layoffs that will affect thousands of workers from this week. The job cuts could come as early as Wednesday, the newspaper said. Meta is undoubtedly struggling with growing losses and as it invests heavily in developing its metaverse business. Its shares have fallen 73% this year. Now, in terms of key events and economic data this week, market participants will closely be watching U.S. midterm elections on Tuesday. Investors will also watch out for the latest U.S. inflation reading on Thursday. And on Friday, Britain's Q3 GDP figures are set to be released. That's all for me today. I'll now hand over to Menso Pochinsi, Head of Technical Analysis, for a technical update. Please go ahead, Menso. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we have uh, two topics to cover this morning. First of all, we'd like to take a look at U.S. equities. So as you have heard, the U.S. equities uh, declined last week. What we are seeing here in U.S. equities is a big divergence between uh, different segments of the equity market. So when we look at the S&P 500, it declined by 3.2% last week. When we look at the Nasdaq 100, it declined by 5.8% last week. 
Uh, nevertheless, if we look at the average stock in the S&P 500, it declined only by 1.6%. So what does this mean? It means, of course, that the pressure is still from large cap growth stocks, which are selling off uh, more heavily than the overall market. Nevertheless, we think the medium-term recovery here in the S&P 500 is still intact. This is especially true as long as 3,600 holds as support. As resistance, we identify 3,900. If 3,900 breaks, then we'll have more evidence that the medium-term recovery is continuing. Secondly, what we would like to highlight as well is that even as equities declined last week, the VIX or the fear index, as some call it, declined as well. Looking back, historically, we see that declining equity prices with a declining VIX, so with declining risk, basically has led to quite uh, strong returns, bullish returns going forward. So that's why maybe the option market is already turning here a bit more bullish and uh, depressing volatility. Uh, moving over to the currency markets, uh, we saw on Friday uh, strong moves. Uh, the US dollar declined by more than 1.8%. It was its worst daily return since March 2020. When we look here at the dollar index, we can see that the uptrend is so strong that it still remains intact. Nevertheless, what we are seeing is a loss of momentum. So medium-term momentum here is uh, signaling a loss of strength. So what does this mean? Basically, it means from our side that most likely the US dollar will enter a medium-term consolidation and not immediately go into a bear market. In the meantime, uh, we are looking for new leadership in the currency markets, and we think that uh, some selective emerging market currencies with high interest rates are providing here some interesting opportunities. Here we have identified the Brazilian real and the Mexican peso as possible candidates for further gains. That's all from our side. Back to you. Thank you for the update and insights, Mansour. Let's move over to Richard Tang now, Head of Research in Hong Kong to give us a more detailed update on China's reopening story. Over to you, Richard. Sure, thank you. And uh, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Um, the Chinese market has rallied a lot uh, last week uh, because of some market rumors on the reopening meshes or loosening meshes. Um, and uh, we are going to take this uh, podcast to uh, share our views uh, to the audience. Um, we think that um, China will largely stick to the zero COVID policy uh, for quite a while, uh, probably at least until the National People's Congress next March. But uh, we do admit that uh, on the ground, um, the administration uh, measures uh, could be a little bit looser. Uh, but in any case, we don't think uh, the loosening measures, uh, whether the rumor ones uh, or the ones that have actually uh, been implemented, will be enough um, to revive the economy. Uh, we think um, those relaxation will be far from a real reopening. So the improvement in the fundamentals uh, will not be sufficient. Uh, and all these news will probably only serve to improve the sentiment because we do acknowledge that the sentiment is extremely depressed. Uh, and to our understanding, the positioning of uh, investors, particularly institutional investors, uh, are also very depressed. Uh, and that might explain uh, why the market chose to look through uh, the not very good news from the Saturday press conference uh, when the authority uh, 
vow to keep the zero COVID policy in contrast to what market expect uh, and continue to rally uh, today uh, on Monday because um, the positioning is very, very light. Uh, and our understanding is that uh, investors uh, chose uh, to uh, interpret uh, some of the uh, fine uh, changes uh, positively. Now, uh, my second point um, on COVID policy is that um, if we look beyond um, this year or two, I think we have to emphasize that the COVID policy is only half of China's fundamentals. It does not change all the uh, China fundamentals uh, because the economy is also a result of poor property market, uh, and that's a result of the market reform, uh, and also is the function of a longer-term outlook of policy. And we want to highlight the fact that investors are fairly concerned on the last uh, point in particular, uh, after the 20th Party Congress, uh, I think uh, a lot of foreign investors uh, were concerned about the longer-term outlook um, of the Chinese economy. Uh, and also, even if there are easing measures in the property sector, uh, we think it might be a little bit too late uh, to reverse uh, the challenges uh, in the in the sector. Uh, and, and that is why we think that the long-term challenges of the Chinese economy, of the Chinese stock market, uh, are probably still largely there. Uh, and for this reason, we think that even if uh, Mar uh, China is going to relax a lot of the COVID policy measures, uh, we think the longer-term outlook of Chinese economy and the Chinese market uh, is still uh, fairly challenging. Uh, and we think that in the next one or two years, it's very likely the Chinese market will be stuck in a flat and flat training range. Uh, and therefore, uh, our recommendation to clients is to focus on specific themes and sectors that benefit from policy uh, tailwinds rather than the overall market. And for that, we emphasize uh, three slices um, of markets that we like. Number one, uh, still the environment theme, which is basically pointing to electric vehicles as well as the renewable sectors. Number two, uh, mass consumption theme. Uh, and then number three, the smart manufacturing theme. Uh, so, so that's uh, sort of our comments uh, with respect to the market rumors last week uh, and what we think about the Chinese market more broadly. I'll stop here and hand back to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Richard. Now that concludes today's episode of the Movie Markets Podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. I wish you all a great start to the week. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.